Welcome to Tenet Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you, Kevin? I, I am doing well. I'm so happy to hear That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Got to work I on our banter. Yeah, we had better banter early on. <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, <laughs> you know, as the as the relationship <laughs> yeah, as this grows, grows. winds down. <laughs> I uh, I like your shirt. I actually frequently you always wear like a pretty a pretty good shirt. It's always oh, like thank you. Bands related or last week I think it was. Um, and it's a shirt I've seen before. No, I can't remember now. Damn it. So this is something I, I read about, which is called uh, decision paralysis, where like a lot of times world leaders, CEOs will all wear the same outfit every day. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it's just it relieves you of having to decide what to wear and the pressure of making a choice every single day. So I made the choice. um, a while ago that in my leisure days, I just wear t-shirt and jeans. Okay. And um, I just decided to always wear a black t-shirt with some sort of a band that I appreciate. And it doesn't matter what band. I don't put any decision-making into that. <laughs> it's just, they're all the same to me. <laughs> and then in lockdown, I just kind of doubled down on that because I don't wear shirts and ties anymore or go to the office. So it's all just t-shirt and jeans every single day of my life. It's freeing. It really is. What if I sent you like some band t-shirts, would you wear them then? Yeah, pretty much. That's also, it gives everybody a gift to buy me that I will wear and appreciate, you know? It's, what if it's it, like a, a band that you don't know or like, what if I send you like an sync, <laughs> like an sync t-shirt, but it'll be black. Um, you know, uh, I know this one is colorful, but I, I always like caution people that like, the more subdued, the better. Like I like the plain white, like, you know, t-shirts that just say Metallica, you know, or, okay. um, or something. So I try, I like the more subdued, just plain black with a, with, so if it was a plain black one that just said in sync, I probably would wear it. All right. All right. That gives me, that gives me a uh, challenge accepted. Let's Although I think way. the back, I'm more of a Backstreet Boys uh, guy. If uh, You would be. <laughs> I know. I think their song, some of their songs are still being played out there. You know, I think NSYNC has kind of died down. I don't know. I can't, I can't confirm or deny <laughs> any of that. Uh, but you just bought yourself an O-Town shirt now. Oh, <laughs> I would, I would rock an O-Town shirt. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, I did something last week that's going to surprise you. Okay. I went to the movies. Oh, what'd you see? <laughs> I bet you could guess. Hold on. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm lost right now. What, what is out? There's um, a really big movie out. 
right the now. The Mario Bros. movie? Did you, yeah. take your, did you take your kids? Yeah, to the Mario movie. Oh, you took them to the Mario movie. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have not. My kids have all seen it. Uh, me and my wife went away to run a marathon. And okay. my, the grandparents took the kids. Okay. 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 What did you think of the <laughs> the first movie uh, motion picture you've seen since the Batman? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is the first movie I've seen in the theater <laughs> since the Batman. Uh, and it's already like I'm going to go to the movies more than once this year because I'm still uh, I'm still going to see Oppenheimer. So yeah, at least doubling my movie theater intake. Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was. Uh, I had no I had very like little expectations, honestly. Um, the last Mario movie was. Do you remember the last Mario movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like the Dennis that Hopper. Nightmare and... inducing whatever, like Bob Hopkins and uh, Leguizamo. <laughs> oh, was it Bob? I thought it was it's Dennis Hosk- Hopper. Yeah, it's Bob <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's what um, I'm thinking of. Is there another one? No, no, Dennis Hopper is Bowser. Dennis Hopper. What a cast. What a uh, really, really good cast. I forgot how weird that movie is until I watched a couple of YouTube videos showing me how weird it was. <laughs> um, wow, what a weird movie. Really weird movie. Uh, the new one is is like just true to the game, you know? I felt like I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and there's also like a lot of voice actors in there who I didn't expect. I read nothing oh, about the movie, right? So. Mm-hmm um like charlie day is luigi uh i love me some charlie day you know? i know uh, uh lewis i'm uh, not lewis black um jack jack black, black. he yeah. was bowser, bowser. That sounds uh good. seth rogan is donkey kong <laughs> which is amazing um yeah i don't know it was good it was good overall i'd say it was a really good animated film i liked it oh good yeah, I, I think I probably won't see it until maybe it's streaming, and that's only if my kids want to rewatch it. Because um, I don't know if I'm going to make the effort to see that one. Uh, my kids, my kids, my kids love. My kids loved it. They absolutely loved it. Have so. they seen Lego Batman? My kids like struggle to get into the Lego movies, and I don't oh, know why. Uh, I got to try Lego Lego movies again. They um they like the Lego games. They played like Lego Star Wars for a little while. I don't know. My those kids are, are great games for those that that age group. Oh my yeah. kids! My kids got into all those. They even played like Lord of the Rings Lego Edition, never having seen the film. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to get my kids to watch that trilogy. Uh, I haven't. I haven't gotten them to bite yet. We did. They just watched Shrek for the first time. Oh, Shrek which is big a, in my household, even though I don't like it. <laughs> really, Shrek is a great movie. <laughs> I guess I never appreciated Shrek, but my kids love it. I like the second one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Uh, I'm going to send you a really funny uh, YouTube video uh, because you just said that. Um, (laughs) That's like a joke that my kids pull in the house all the time. What's that? They start singing uh, All Star or Smash Smash Mouth. Somebody like the they like kick open a door <laughs> and they start singing it. <laughs> oh, your kids are like ready for the internet. That's like an internet thing. <laughs> oh yeah. They're like walking memes at this point. That's all they become when they hit like, uh, you know, around 10 and 12. Uh, that's awesome. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what you're referencing right now. <laughs> Actually. Yeah, I, I also get that. Uh, <laughs> wow. You don't like Shrek. I'm kind of surprised. I thought everyone liked Shrek. 
Uh, I guess it's just, you know what it is, like, with those animated ones that kind of, they they st- stuck around too long, some of those. Mm. Like, Shrek just kind of kept going. Yeah, that's fair. Have you seen uh, Kung Fu Panda? Yeah. Big, that's big. big. Big fan of Kung Fu Panda. Same, same. That's big in my house. I, I appreciate all three of those movies, actually. That, and besides, like, the Disney fair, the other one that gets big play uh, from my kids is the, the Dragon uh, Trilogy. The How to What's Train the... Your Dragon. Oh, I haven't seen those. Mm-hmm. My son it's has not... a bearded dragon named Toothless after that show. <laughs> like an actual one? Yeah, like an a, a actual... Actual uh, reptile? Lizard. A lizard, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that. Let's get enough into this. Let's get into Tenant, okay? Yeah. It's episode 59. We are one episode away from the big 60. Ooh. Um. I know. It's exciting. It's really exciting. Uh, I will go first. I am at minute marker 5821 going to 5921. Uh, I left off last week uh, on the, the boats, the sailboats. Um, the protagonist has has said he wants to uh, help Seder <laughs> find the missing 241, basically, from the opera siege. And Seder calls him out saying like, yeah, you're good. You can cover your tracks. And he said for an intelligence agent, basically saying like, I know who you are. Right. Does he? Uh, well, so here's the thing, right? So he <laughs> says that that's, and that brings us right to 5821. He says that, which leaves the door open for a lot of additional dialogue. If cat didn't so conveniently interrupt them. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Uh, and she says, right. Cause she's turning turning the boat to the right and then the protagonist goes back to do his little hand bicycle movement <laughs> which i think turns the sails uh we're not we're not nautical here on tenant men mm-hmm. um and then we shoot back over to cat and Sater. Sater's like sitting on the edge right cat leans into him grabs him by the harness and she says burn in hell andre yeah. and uh and she like cuts him loose i don't really know how she cuts him loose she just kind of like turns her wrist and like that's enough to fling him forward that seems like a really bad harness <laughs> um because she didn't put a lot of effort i thought maybe she had like scissors or something but no she just like turns it uh kind of hard to see anyway uh the protagonist looks back he sees what's happened uh, and he immediately jumps into Sater's spot. He grabs the wheel and turns the turns the turns the boat towards where Sater fell out. Cat mm-hmm. uh, says, "You can't jibe a boat like this." I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> jibe? You can't jibe a boat. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But, <laughs> but the protagonist doesn't skip a beat. He says, "You can if you have to." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we have this exterior shot of the boat turning really hard to, to mm-hmm. like the left and it makes a noise and the far end of it hits the water. And I, I think this is cool, but I don't know. Cause I don't know how these things are supposed to operate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they get close. The protagonist jumps into the water. He swims towards Seder. Uh, Seder's doing like the dead man float face down. Right. So he could be dead. We don't even know. I, I uh, think I'm also kind of playing along with the script. I think he's supposed to be like knocked unconscious just from the, the, the accelerate the speed at which he hit the water. Yeah. You figure, um, you know, people think 
uh, jumping into water at fast speeds or from large heights isn't that big a deal, but it actually is a huge deal. <laughs> yeah, like John Wick movies would have you believe like, <laughs> you, you could survive any fall of, from any heights as long as you land in water. Right. Li- life is not like Minecraft, actually. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he falls out of a sailboat that's going like 50 miles an hour. He's going to get, he's going to be hit pretty hard. Um, so he's, he's face down unconscious uh the protagonist gets up to him he flips him over he kind of flips him over the hard way right like vertically Mm -hmm. instead of just rolling him over um but anyway and then you see satyr spit out some water so he's not dead (laughs) yeah and uh wow so feel like all this boat stuff happened in two minutes because you're not even done with this minute and i'm done yeah so this is my third minute covering the scene and we're done now so uh, yeah, you could say the whole thing happened within three minutes. The whole thing's probably about two minutes long. Uh, a lot happens in those two minutes. A lot. Oh, yeah. A lot happens in those two minutes. Um, a lot of stuff moving the plot forward, honestly. There's a lot of important plot things here, right? Because the protagonist yeah. is is getting closer to Seder. Uh, There's the a protagonist, homicide. Um, yeah. The protagonist guess... saves Seder, which is also important. Yeah, a lot of this felt like it comes out of nowhere so quickly in the viewing of the movie, I have to say, as, as like a critique of the movie where you invite this strange person you just kind of met onto onto a, a boat where you're not even sure if he's really trained. <laughs> We've said this, we said this early on, actually, yeah. like this movie is very fast paced. A lot happens in a short period of time because the, the movie just covers so much. So you could think of it as like a negative critique of the movie, but I, I'm going to go the other way and say it's a positive critique because the movie covers so much stuff in such a, you know, compressed <laughs> yeah. period of time. And it does so like pretty effectively. And Kat in uh, just a few scenes prior was presented with the Goya as like on a, sil- literally on a silver platter <laughs> as a surprise yes. breakfast, you know, so that it's, on, this is on her mind. Um, for the last 24 hours and she decides to try and kill her husband right with this person who she has to assume is a cia operative she no, she, witness? she doesn't know who he is no, no that, she, but she has she, to have an assumption no that, she doesn't even she doesn't even think he's an agent and i can and i will show you why later okay. in my minute so we we're at 5903 the boat scene is over um now we cut back we're on the yacht right yeah. So funny. I'm going to answer that question in the next okay, 15 seconds. Okay, please do. Uh, so we're back on the yacht. The protagonist, he's he's washed up. He's holding a towel. Cat um, <laughs> barges into his room. And the protagonist is like, Cat, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. No, he's getting interrupted because she's angry. She's super angry. She's kind of like flailing at him, which is probably terrifying because she's so lanky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of reach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like that. being attacked by like a bird or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, he doesn't even so he doesn't get to finish his thought. She's like flailing at him, and she says, "Why didn't you let him drown?" Um, and he says, "I need him." And he, like he is really calmly just like pushing her away, like not stop that, cut, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then she says here, right here, what to sell guns. She thinks, you know, he's an arms dealer and Mm -hmm. she thinks the protagonist is looking to do like an arms deal. Cause she says what to sell guns. That's why you need him. 
And then he says, I'm not who you think I am. That, yeah, that's the whole question. <laughs> I, I, just, I just think it's a bold move for Kat to try to murder her husband in front of this man who she's not really sure what his... Yeah, but even is. even if he is CIA, it's not like this. Like, if you kill someone in front of a CIA agent, they're not going to do anything. That's not that's, their. That's not their so. mission. They don't care. <laughs> right? The CIA yeah, I, I doesn't arrest. So. The CIA yeah. doesn't arrest people. <laughs> no, it just. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... imagine. I I imagine there'd be some sort of an inquiry. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I've heard. I've, I've listened to enough ex CIA agents on podcasts. They don't. I don't think they care about that. <laughs> Okay, I, I I think Volkov might have some questions if they washed up to shore with a dead Andre. <laughs> yeah, he might. He might. That's a good point. He might, even though they came back. Uh, he came back alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So he says, protagonist says, "I need him." Cat says, "What to sell guns?" He says, "I'm not who you think I am." She says, "Well, I know that. Well, that I know. He showed okay. me the drawing." Uh, so she confronts him about the drawing mm-hmm. and the protagonist just says, I'm sorry. I had to get close to him. Hmm. And that's the end of my minute. There, that's a lot. There's a lot to take in there. Yeah. It, there really is. It happens so quickly. The, uh, um, yeah, I'm not even sure what questions I have going on to this. I have enough. I have enough head spinning going on in my minute. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you, there's a lot that happens here, but I actually also think it's it's all pretty straightforward. There's nothing, uh, you know, there's there's no there's no there's nothing inverted, so there's nothing to really discuss that, there. Yeah, that's true. It's just it's just the setting of the the catamarans, the speedboats, the yeah. It's it's all a lot of misdirection going on just for a simple. Well, now, well, you know, it's very gratuitous. To get out of this yeah. is just to murder Andre. It's it's very gratuitous. Uh, it probably cost a fortune, right? You think about like <laughs> the plane scene was probably the most expensive to shoot, right? And they can only yeah. do that once. I got to believe this is like the second or third most expensive scene. Maybe the very end was a little bit more expensive. This boat scene was also very expensive to film, I bet. Yeah. And again, it feels very much like a James Bond setting. So there had to be some yes. action in it. And this is probably a, a clean way of getting some action on these boats. Yes. Hmm. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, okay. Yeah. You're I, up. I, I have a surprise for you, as, oh. as promised. Oh. Okay. Let me see if I can get this into the camera frame. I don't know. I hadn't practiced <laughs> how to get this on camera very well. Oh, these are okay. Lego. Those are stormtroopers. <laughs> okay. These these are these are Cedar's men. <laughs> oh this my is, gosh. This this uh this guy's got two faces. So this guy's Seder. Here's cat. <laughs> this can is the I take, window. Can I take and a picture? My, yeah, my picture. cat kept trying to knock this over, and she, God, she's so fascinated by this. <laughs> I don't know. The cat like never bothers me, but I think she's mad that I'm playing with my son's toys. All right, hold on. <laughs> put put that up to the camera. Yeah, okay. up a little high, a little higher. There we go. I'm gonna take a picture of this. This okay. is going on Reddit. <laughs> okay, there we go. Doing a slow 
Oh, you're, you're going more. Okay, I'll take another Slow picture. Turn. It's a 3D representation of the proving window scene <laughs> interrogation. Um, they don't so, make yeah. a lot. They don't make a lot of black Legos, so I had to use a black stormtrooper to represent the protagonist. Oh, I, no, <laughs> you, you did it all wrong. Let me. First of all, the turnstile is dope. Good job. It does um, turn, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't put somebody in it. But it turns. I think there's a missed opportunity here that like Darth Vader should have been Seder, the stormtroopers, his goons. And then I was limited to what Legos I was allowed to touch on the (laughs) shelf. Okay. Okay. I was like, do we have a Lando around here? I need a dark complexion. My son's like, what are you doing? (laughs) It's for work. (laughs) Okay. All All that to say, I don't know if this answers any more questions we have about the movie. This had nothing to do with the movie and you know it. <laughs> no, <laughs> just an excuse to play with Legos. I probably spent more time on this than trying to dissect what's going on. But we are in the interrogation scene. Um, with, oh my God. That does look like a good Seder. Yeah. With a, with a Seder um, holding hostage cat on one side and the two <laughs> goons on the other side of the proving window, the two goons, um, uh, are not inverted. Seder is inverted. Um, yeah. Okay. Seder is inverted. Um, and we join it in the middle of the interrogation between the protagonist um, and the inverted Seder on the other uh, side of this. <laughs> so I'm putting this down to go to my notes here. <laughs> All right, so Seder's holding a gun to Cat. Um, and he says, um, tell me now, is it really in the BMW? Which then has to get rewound and played back to uh, the protagonist on the other side so that he can hear right. uh, the English. They have like a, like a, like a it's like a walkie-talkie system, right? yeah and you hear it backwards first and then it's played the opposite way okay which just adds to all the confusion <laughs> it's just like a like a crappy tape recorder mm-hmm. that can record forward and then play backwards mm-hmm. so okay and uh, this is okay this is the important part of it um we're seeing this from Seder's side okay um, so we're going to cover this conversation four different ways. This is we're just seeing the tail end of the conversation um, that um, um, uh, Seder is having. And when we jump back in my minute, we're going to jump back in time to the protagonist sitting on the other side with Ives, cat having already been shot. This part I'm reading here is the perspective of Seder, who's already unshot cat making her alive because you have to remember mm-hmm. when he comes out of the turnstile cat's shot and he unshoots her and then he begins the interrogation threatening to right. shoot her again all which is confusing what would that even do <laughs> you can't unshoot so her again because there's no other bullet in her like when he comes out she's already got the bullet hole in her and when he unshoots her he pulls the bullet through healing her and she's she's not inverted to be clear too right correct because she has the mask on the entire time right um yes and it's very important also the people holding 
the uh, protagonist down on the other side, on the red side of um, the proving window, they are not inverted yet. And to answer your question, they go into the turnstile with Seder and come out the other side with him. They do not get shot by Ives' team. Oh, okay. Wow, they escape. They do escape, and they are part of the car chase scene with Seder. Because they run out while the interrogation is going on. We see them in the background leaving the... But uh, wouldn't they the show up on the other side? They do, but they oh. leave immediately. Seder sticks around to interrogate. Okay. Got it. That's okay. that's so yeah. I I I I had to go into my next minute just to answer that because I was kind of confused. Okay. Too, we do see them obviously in this, but in order to figure out where they go, I kind of had to watch it a little bit. Okay. Okay. So moving through this interrogation, this interrogation is kind of like a flashback. Just I think it's there just to help us understand what we just saw. Right. But it's confusing because nothing else in the movie kind of <laughs> does this time jumpy thing except for right here. Yeah. Okay. So just to go through the dialogue now, Seder says, um, is it really in the BMW? You left it in the car, not the fire truck, right? And the protagonist says, who told you that? And then it rewinds. And then the Seder, and then the protagonist kind of corrects himself and goes, wait, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> And he says, if you're not telling the truth, uh, she dies. And then that's when we see Seder kind of grab her by the um, respirator, pick her up and walk her out. But really what he's doing uh, from Kat's perspective, he's walking her in. This is really that's, confusing. It, re it, it really is because you have to remember Kat arrived with the protagonist she's moving along this with the protagonist but also it's satyr is moving backwards so he is like taking custody of something that is inverted to his perspective and is manipulating her through time through all this um, which is just very confusing from the perspective of Cat, because the real Cat at that point is shot on the other side of the proving window. That's what I'm we, saying. So, like, I want, like, I, we should go through this scene from the perspective of Cat. And and I will. This is not the first time we're okay. going to walk through the interrogation scene. Okay. So again, we have the diagram here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure how long I'm going to be allowed to have this set up like this <laughs> before I have to return it. Um, so her and the protagonist are moving in one plane of time. And these three, pe these three people are moving in a different, uh, dimension of time and they're going to go, uh, back. Uh, and then now, so now we jump through in time, actually it's a cut and we actually go back to a few minutes ago where we saw Ives's team come in shooting up the place, which scares the two, um, henchmen, um, to run in behind Seder and jump in the turnstile as you know, bullets are clanging all over the place and Ives is taking over the facility. But now, now from the protagonist and Ives and Neil, Neil's kind of like in another room, he comes in with Ives afterwards. Um, they come in and they basically see Seder and the henchmen 
on both sides of the window get into the machine and disappear because that's what it looks like from their perspective. The henchmen on the other side. The henchmen on the other side also all jump into the turnstile, uh, which just kind of wipes the board of them. They're not there anymore. Ives doesn't have to deal with them. Cats on the other side of the window shot. Now, we know from the perspective of a turnstile that they got in and they went back in in time. So later on, we'll see Sater walk out of the turnstile and he'll see the turnstile being taken over in reverse. But he knows he just has to wait there and they go backwards. Right. And that's when wow. he has the interrogation scene knowing that now they're moving in the reverse flow of time. So the turnstile is in Sater's hands in the past. He doesn't have to worry about Ives team. He has, he has time to have the negotiation with the protagonist, but because he was so quickly cut short on the other side of the turnstile, he didn't get all the information about where the 241 is, uh, which just sets up more confusion, but we we've now figured out where it is since I'm moving backwards. I know where it is. Um, and I've told you that it's in, the, it's in the, it's in the Volvo, right? Yeah. It's in the, it's, uh, I forgot all these cars at the Audi. Uh, it's it whatever Volvo, car right? the protagonist gets into. It was already in there. I think it's a, I think it's a Volvo. Yeah. I, think. I, don't I know. forget. It was, yeah. Go back and listen to those episodes. Or maybe it's, a, maybe it's a sob or something. Yeah. yeah. Sob. It's a, yeah, a sob. It's a sob. You're yeah. right. Some Swedish engineered car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, okay. So now we jump into the other side of the turnstile with the protagonist. Um, we see on the other side uh, that the there's paramilitary people. Ives' team is working on Kat. They say uh, she's been shot. Um, somebody says, here, get her onto this side. So that explains okay. how she comes. They, they take her over to the red side. Right. Um, so she doesn't need the oxygen mask and they can work on her and then ultimately setting up, bringing her through the turnstile which they're going to do here in a minute. <clears throat> this is the first time we hear I've speak. He says, is she shot with an averted round? <laughs> Neil comes in and says, this is Ives. He's one of us. Um, and then immediately the protagonist explodes and says, us, who are these guys? Priya's ours. Or no, that's what Neil says. Neil, I'm sorry. I screwed up. Protagonist says, us, who are these guys? And he says, Priya's, ours. So that's Neil saying, Ives works with Priya. He works with Priya. We all kind of work with Priya. Tenet works with Priya. is what Right, yeah. Uh, Protagonist says, how did Sater know about the ambush? Neil says, posterity. An ambush on the streets can't stay out of the record. Protagonist is still angry. This <laughs> is bullshit. He knew every move we made. Somebody talked. And that's jumps into my other minute where he's pretty much choking out Neil. <laughs> what? Like if they, so, okay. Follow me here for a second. Yeah. I, this makes no sense. So <laughs> if, okay. Yeah. Great. Have the diagram. <laughs> so they bring cat around. Okay. Yeah. to the to the uninverted side to the normie side mm-hmm. they say okay the the best way for her to live is to invert her right so, and then so after they invert her the protagonist is going to go do his cowboy shit right yes yeah 
Now, I, we may have even talked about this before, but I can't remember. <laughs> Once they invert and they get in on the inverted side, like if they hang out there long enough, won't the won't Seder reappear? <laughs> yes. Like they have to move quickly too, which is why they're they're hustling in a previous minute that I've discussed to put a bunch of water bottles and pack up a shipping container on the other side. However, they also have the hindsight to know that during the interrogation scene, they don't discover them hidden in the background. So they know that they can hide. Right? Is that is that the thinking? That's my thinking, right? If it, it they witness those events, they know what they do in there. They know they're not going to go around and open up all the shipping containers, so they know they can go hide in a shipping container. So it's not worth it for the protagonist's team to just sit and wait for Seder to appear, ambush, and kill him. Yeah, they can't create a paradox of their own making, right? It seems like that's the rules of this movie. No, they can. They can They can uh, do they stuff. Can. Yeah, I also argue they probably can too, but for some reason they can't. <laughs> right? Well, because it wouldn't make sense for the plot. It's, it's like, yeah, what's happened has happened. But it's really not what's happened's happened. It's what's been observed has happened. Right. But what hasn't happened hasn't happened yet. And anything can happen. Yeah. yeah and that's the problem with the movie. It's whose observation is the solid truth, right? It's, is it just our principal characters? <laughs> Does Volkov's observations play into this at all? Um, if something goes completely unobserved, like it's not clear whose observations create the truth it's yeah and that goes into our this is what happens when you take something from like quantum mechanics and try and make people act like particles which is a <laughs> lot of what science fiction is like you know wow let us know what you think <laughs> Ugh, yeah <laughs> More questions than answers. And I'm going to be going over the scene multiple times. So hopefully I'll get a better global perspective of it as we move forward. Is the, the Lego model going to increase in scope and I, size? I, I have to do something about the cat because it's the second time the cat's attacked me just for picking it up. <laughs> I think my son's the cat, the cat The cat's my, smarter than both of us. The cat's saying, the, stop overthinking Let me show it. you. <laughs> let me show you. <laughs> Yeah, right. that or my son has trained the cat to protect his Legos at all costs. I don't know what's going on. The cat the cat's like, let me let me teach you something about reverse chronology. <laughs> reverse entropy. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Tenant Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, review on whatever service you found us on. And rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movements of this film next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friends. <laughs>